0: Six. Cool
1: t- hey everybody welcome to another another episode of the 643 podcast with yours truly dylan short sorry if you guys can hear my dogs in the background you guys know the drill by now they tend to like to make themselves part of the podcasts really anytime i'm doing anything they like to make themselves uh notice they're Attention hounds, as you might have been able to guess. Uh, Right now, you're probably hearing Mila. So, Braves faced the Dominican squad yesterday, and it was a really good opportunity for Dylan Dodd to face not just big league hitters, but maybe the nastiest lineup of hitters that he could have possibly faced. Uh, Didn't go, it went really well for him to start. Didn't go so well once we got to the third inning. But all in all, it was good for Dodd to get to face a lineup like that, a lineup that had Julio Rodriguez, Rafael Devers, Manny Machado, uh, just a, a Teoscar Hernandez, just a, a forceful lineup. Jeremy Pena, uh, I believe Ketel Marte is on that squad. He came off the bench. Uh, and Dodd, for, for to his credit, through two innings, he looked amazing. He was actually outpitching Christian Javier. Uh, and then all of a sudden, third inning came along. And uh, Danny, had, he, of course, he got kind of saddled with the B squad a little bit and said, hey, here's the B squad. Uh, go have fun facing this Titan lineup. In the third inning, it kind of fell apart for him. Uh, but still, it was impressive, at least for the first two innings. Just continued uh, the good work. So don't be, don't be fooled when you see Dylan Dodd's ERA. Uh, it's, been a, it's been an outstanding spring for him. Um, and it was, it was cool to see him at least through two innings able to get some swing and miss on some of the best hitters in all of Major League Baseball. But this World Baseball Classic, I talked about it on Tuesday. I am weirdly excited to watch this World Baseball Classic. Now, I wish it were easier to watch the games. I wish they weren't at such crazy times. Um, But you just had Japan whoop up on China. That's not unexpected. A team that has Shohei Otani and Roki Sasaki and uh, a whole lot more just filthy, filthy pitchers. Japan is going to be a tough one to beat. Now, I did say that the Dominican team might have the best lineup of anybody. I think you can make that case for the U.S. team as well, quite honestly. And I think I'd have to roll with the U.S. team if we're talking about lineups U.S. with uh, Mike Trout, Mookie Betts. I mean, it is it's it is a ridiculous lineup. Uh, Mike Trout, Nolan Arnauto, uh, and a whole lot more. It, it is The only weakness that you're seeing for Team USA right now is I'm not certain how that starting rotation is going to go between Adam Wainwright, Miles Michaelis, guys like that. But I do think it's kind of cool to see the U.S. team put their best roster that they've put out there because this is something that foreign players have kind of said about the U.S. squad in the WBC, that the U.S. doesn't really care about it because, you know, it's not as big of a deal as the actual major league season, which holds a lot more value and meaning. So the U.S. typically has struggled. To get top quality players to want to play for their squads, and this has caused other countries to kind of speak out about this and say that if the United States would take the WBC more seriously, that so would everybody else. And that's a fair point. I'm glad to see it. I, I, I'm not one of these that, like, I'm not a soccer fan, so I don't, I don't think this, this isn't World Cup level. I don't believe because baseball worldwide is just not held in the same esteem as soccer worldwide, anyway. Uh, But the teams that are baseball countries, for sure, this is a big deal. You just saw your first big upset last night, if you were watching, with um, Team Australia hitting a ton of long balls and beating Team Korea, which Korea was probably – Korea was the favorites to finish number two in Pool B. They weren't the best squad out there, but they have some decent players, including a big home run hitter that you're probably going to see – come over to the big leagues, if not next year, than the year after they have a uh, Ha Kim of the Padres who's on that Korean squad. And um, that Australian team, Their probably their highest profile player. was a double a player with the Royals who hit an absolute laser cannon shot. So that was pretty cool to see uh, the U S squad, I believe gets underway on Saturday. If I'm not mistaken, it'll be the U S and great Britain, which the U.S. is probably, the U.S. and Mexico are the two, uh, are the two teams to watch in their pool. Because Mexico is going to have Julio Arias and a few other good players. Uh, but that U.S. squad, they should be a fixture. When you look at the top four teams, I'd probably say the Dominican Republic, the U.S., Japan. Then I probably would say Mexico is probably the number four team in this I don't, I don't know for sure on that fourth team. It was cool to see in the Netherlands as uh, Xander Bogarts hit a home run for them. That was pretty cool. Um, just a lot of good baseball, a lot of good baseball players. And it's got this kind of different feel. They're not playing with the new rules, so no pitch clock, no bigger bases or anything like that. So it kind of looks like playoff baseball from last year, especially the squads that generally don't get any wins. You're seeing a level of excitement from them. It lets you know how important, how importantly they take this. Uh, which is which is just really cool to see. I hope that we continue getting a great WBC, just because it, it's, it's not the same as regular season baseball, but it is more meaningful baseball than spring training, even though I'm in heaven getting to see a lot of these prospects get up and start playing, which is one of the other things that I kind of want to talk about today, and this isn't going to be a very long episode or anything like that, but... One of the reasons I enjoy spring training is I'm a prospect guy, as you guys know. And this year, it seems like, not even this year, because we kind of make this point. Doc and I, when we were doing TPS, we'd make this point, it seemed, every single year. But it's true. The amount of young talent coming up in baseball nowadays is just absolutely incredible. I haven't seen anything like it in my lifetime. Now, that's not to say it wasn't happening but certainly not at the age that they're coming up on, whether it's Julio Rodriguez or Ronald Acuna, Michael Harris, whoever Grayson Rodriguez. You're going to see this year, George Kirby, who's an incredible pitcher. I mean, it's Andrew Painter. If he can, if, if he can dodge the health bullet here with his elbow, there is so much, not just good young talent, but like top of the league young talent. I don't think I've seen this before. And I think it makes for an incredible product, number one. But it also gives baseball some guys for like younger fans to kind of build around. Because when you see a player at 21, 22, 23, they have that excitement factor. They've got that kind of youthful zeal about them. They've got this kind of energy that older players, you know, some of them will still carry it around. But they don't relate the same way to the younger fan. You don't build that same amount of of just following, I guess is the right word, as you do when a young superstar comes up. But we're going to have to start changing the words that we use because not everybody can be a superstar. Not everybody can be a generational talent, but it just seems like pretty much every team does. And when you look around at the divisions in baseball this year, I think it's going to be a weird season in 2023. I think there's enough young studs that are going to come up for some of these teams that have been... Maybe bottom tier or mid tier that we're going to see some real movement in some of these divisions. Take the NL West for example. The Padres should run away with that division as long as everybody stays healthy. Yes, their lineup's top heavy, um, but they they're whenever you have Machado, Soto, Tatis, and Bogarts in the same lineup, you should win your division. Especially when you look at the Dodgers and they're I'm. I'm Sorry to have to say this, not really, but, you know, it's it's the truth. They're just they're not that great of a roster. Maybe Miguel Vargas comes out and hits right away. He's still not allowed to swing the bat, though, and he wasn't great in his brief time in the majors last season. Maybe it's Michael Bush. I, I don't know. I really don't. Maybe it's James Altman. Maybe maybe he carries over his torrid spring into the regular season. But, I mean, look at what you're counting on there. Chris Taylor's going to be starting at shortstop or second base. Or Miguel Rojas is going to be starting. Yeah, they have Mookie, and they have Freddie, and they have Will Smith. But I don't trust Max Muncy to be a great player. I mean, I don't look around and think that Jason Hayward, now don't get me wrong, Jay Hayes hit a couple bombs this spring, and the new swing looks like it's going pretty well. But I don't think anybody believes we're going to see the Jay Hayes we all thought we were going to see. It's just, it's a that division in particular is one that I think you could see a big shakeup. And not just because I don't think the Dodgers will win it. But the Diamondbacks are a team to really watch in that division. I don't think they're going to finish in second. I still think it's a year too early. But that's a squad that's got some really good players. Christian Walker, former Braves legend. uh, He's quickly turned himself into one of the more well-rounded first basemen in the game. He's really, really good and a premium defender with big-time power. Brandon Fott. That's a pitcher that you need to watch for them. I, I don't think he's going to be in the minors long. He, there's a chance he breaks camp with the Braves or with, with the Diamondbacks. Dre Jameson is really good. Zach Gallon, we know how good he is. Ketel Marte, if he's healthy, that's a really good bet. Corbin Carroll's going to lead the league in triples. Alec Thomas, if he can make some consistent contact or at least take some walks. They traded for Lords Guriel and Gabriel Moreno. I mean, that's a, that's a really fun squad. Now, I don't know that I'm going to say they're going to beat the Dodgers, but I'm not certain that if I'm saying that it's based on talent or just based on the fact of it's the Dodgers and I can't pick them to finish third. If you're just talking about purely talent-based, if everybody plays the way they should, there's a real chance the Diamondbacks make big noise. You go over to the AL side of things. The Astros, they're, they're going to win the AL West. It's not much of a question. They are one of the... Them and the Braves, they are the best teams on paper this season, without question. But Seattle could win that division, too. And you look around at the Angels, and I know I get sucked into it. I get sucked into this every year with the Angels, because you have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. You should be really, really good. But I think a lot of people are sleeping on what the Angels did this offseason. Adding Brandon Drury, that was a big deal. He's a good player. Is he a great player? No. Is he his Cincinnati numbers? No, but he's a good player that feels a pretty big need for them that can play a whole bunch of different spots. I think adding Tyler Anderson to that rotation was fantastic for them. They've got a pretty decent bullpen. They've got some some pieces there that you like. I don't know how well they're going to play all year, but they're a better roster than you think. You look at the AL East, that's a burner of a division the Yankees after adding Carlos Rodon that's you know <laughs> it's hard to be it's hard to it's hard to beat having a, a rotation of Rodon and Garrett Cole and Luis Severino uh, Nestor Cortez the, the, that's pretty insane especially if they're all on the field obviously Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton uh, we'll see we'll see what they do as far as shortstop if if they roll with IKF over a, a over as um over Cabrera or Peraza, I'm sorry, Oswald Peraza or Anthony Volpe, then they're just stupid because the Blue Jays, I think, are going to be a real force talking about incredible young players. Ricky Tiedemann, he's going to make his way to the big leagues this year. Adding Dalton Varsha was huge for them. That's an impressive squad, especially if you get more uh, more growth from Bo Bichette. Vladdy Jr. is probably going to have a much more normal season for him. That's a squad to watch. I think Baltimore, they're not going to win – but they're they're a fun team, especially if they can figure out some pitching. You know, maybe trades on Tundra to the Braves. I don't know, just saying. But the AL East is going to be Tampa Bay, obviously. Now Boston's not going to be anywhere near close to it. But that's four teams that I think are playoff caliber, or at least wild card caliber, which I guess technically is playoffs. That's a fun division. The NL East, I mean, you know, you guys know where I'm following on this. Braves are the best team. Mets are good. I think they're about the same as they were last year. Uh, we'll see what Kodai Senga is able to do early on in spring training. Looks pretty much unhittable, 97 mile an hour fastball, and he's got this ghost fork that just looks impossible to hit. But we'll see. They're already having some injury issues. Uh, Jose Quintana, who wasn't pitching well, now he's hurt. So we'll see where they go with that. That that's kind of you know it's kind of what happens when you build a rotation of old people and you build a roster of older players. Um, but you look around at uh, the Phillies. We'll see what they can do when they get Bryce Harper back. If Andrew Painter. If Painter stays healthy, he'll get his way onto the rotation. If not out of spring training, very early on. He is ridiculously talented. Uh, you know what Wheeler and Nola are going to do. They're great. Ranger Suarez is really good, too. problem with them is their defense is terrible. Uh, and then I know it seems like an old-person thing to say, but if you can't play defense, you're not going to win consistently. It's just not going to happen. So I'm not too worried about them. Marlins might be a touch better. I mean, they they added Louie, Luis Arise. Um They've got some fun young pitching prospects that if they can stay healthy would be fun, but still not enough offense, not enough defense, not enough anything. Uh, Ditto for the Nationals. They might have some, like Jamer Candelario. If you're a fantasy player, I might take a look at Candelario. Players that leave Detroit, I, I don't put much stock in numbers when you're with Detroit. Detroit's a terrible organization. It's a terrible field to have to hit at. It's just terrible all around. Nobody does well there. So he might be a candidate to perform a lot better just getting away from that dysfunction, even if he is going to the Nationals. But they've got some fun players. We'll see what C.J. Abrams can do over a full season. I mean, they've, they've got some some pieces there that make it worth watching. Maybe Kay Cavalli gets up this year. I don't know. They've, they've Jackson Rutledge, maybe. They've Kiebert Ruiz, see if he can take another step forward. They've got some fun stuff. The Central's. That one, the NL Central in particular... I still think it's the Brewers to lose. I don't love the Brewers team, but they do a lot of things really well. And obviously when you have Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta, who I think is going to be back to being Freddie Peralta, that gives you a leg up on basically everybody. Adding William Contreras was huge for them. That's 30 homers there. Willie Adamas is a 30 homer shortstop that plays great defense. Bryce Terang, I don't know how much he's going to hit, but he'll play really good defense at second. Luis Arias at third base, that's a a—that's a very underrated player there. they can get anything out of Yellich, if they can get him to lift the ball a little bit, they've got some surprise to them. Garrett Mitchell looked really good this spring. Joey Weimer's really, really close. We'll see if Jackson Churio can find his way up to the bigs. I, I wouldn't put it outside the realm of possibility. He's an incredible talent. The Reds, I don't ever pick the Reds to win anything. Uh, But they've got some fun pieces, too. You get to see a a season of Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green. Those are two really, really talented guys. Spencer Steer, he can really swing the bat. Uh, I doubt you'll see Ellie De La Cruz. It's possible. But if you do, that is a guy that you absolutely have to watch. Noel V. Marte is another one. Uh, Matt McClain, maybe. They've gone through this philosophy of they're just taking everybody's shortstops and they'll figure out a position for them later. The Cubs, they're going to be middle of the road. Their starting rotations, not good. Um, they don't have a ton of power on the team. Now, Patrick Wisdom has some pop, but they're going to be starting Eric Hosmer in a platoon situation as the strong side of the platoon, which is a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. Um, but, you know, dance me, Nico Horner, that's going to be fun defense up the middle, and there's an outside shot that those two are, are half decent on offense. Ian Happ is still pretty good. We'll see if they actually trade him or not this year. Don't really know. Uh, Pirates, they're going to suck. Not much use there. Although, it will be fun to watch Rollins and Contreras and Luis Ortiz and O'Neill Cruz. They've got some fun young guys that you could see, but they're going to be terrible. They're going to be in contention for the worst team in the game. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody in the Central. Oh, Cardinals. Cardinals are going to win the Central. Um, but their starting rotation, it sucks. They they, they do have Aronado. They do have Paul Goldschmidt. They do have Tommy Edmond. Those players are all really, really good. Um, offensively they'll be good Um, I still hate them I don't think that they're they might win they might win the Central because I think they're probably more well-rounded than Milwaukee but that starting rotation is going to limit them they're not going to win anything of significance with the starting rotation that the best pitcher in it is either Miles Michaelis or Adam Wainwright that's not great Um, you're hoping on a rebound for Jack Flaherty, who even when he's been healthy has not been good since like 2019. So that's not great there. And their bullpen's not great either. Uh, But who knows? I mean, they're, they're better for the Central. You move over to the AL side of things. The Twins, I know the Twins were really disappointing last season. I think that was just a fluke year. I think they're the best roster in there. The Guardians are always tricky because they pitch really well and they make a lot of contact. They don't really... They, they make you play. Who's It's kind of like a team in football who you say, like, they make you play. They don't give you anything. You have to earn it whenever you play them, and that's tough. That's a good way to be very consistent. If Shane Bieber stays healthy, if Tristan McKenzie stays healthy, you could see maybe an outside shot at seeing somebody like Gavin Williams, if he can stay healthy. They've got a, a really intriguing team, and they generally find a way to win the Central, I think I'm looking at the Twins. And if the Twins can get average to slightly above average production from their starting rotation, which isn't going to be easy, Sonny Gray, Tyler Malley, you have to kind of. Uh, they did get Pablo. Pablo Lopez was a great addition for them. And while I don't think they have an ace pitcher, I don't think they have a, a great pitcher. I think they do have four guys that are, you know, pretty good to can be really good on the right day. And with that lineup of just mashers, especially getting Carlos Correa back. I think that's a team that's going to surprise some people. The White Sox, they won't stay healthy, so it doesn't really matter. But they're going to be fun, especially if they let Oscar Colas play on the big league team right away. They need to. They don't have any other outfielders to really throw out there. All I really want from them is to give me a full season of Eloy and a full season of Luis Robert, and I'll be happy. Dylan Cease, one of the best pitchers in the game. We'll see what Lance Lynn can be this year. They've, I mean, they've got some talent, too, but it's just a little bit more sporadic than the other two. The Royals... Let's not kid around. We're watching for Vinny Pascantino, Brady Singer, and Bobby Witt. That's it. Maybe Salvi Perez and MJ Melendez if you're into some catching players like that too. But as far as superstar potential, you're talking about Bobby Witt, you're talking about Vinny Pascantino, and you're talking about Brady Singer. And that would be fun. And and the Braves fan of me is going to be watching for Drew Waters. Uh, Because I I think that – I still think he can be an electric player in this league if it breaks right. There's still a lot of boom or bust. I don't know how much contact he's going to make at the big league level. If he can hit around the area to where he's hitting 250 to 260, 270, then I think he's going to be an exceptional player. But there's also a possibility that he hits like 230, 240, and has 200 strikeouts. Like I don't really know. I don't know what Drew Waters we're going to get. I don't think the Royals know. And unfortunately, he had an oblique injury, so probably not going to be starting with the big league club. That's a, that's a shame because he showed a lot of power last year, which was very nice to see. Braves fans were looking at that going, oh, that's the swing that we wanted to see before. Uh, So I'll be rooting for Drew. Um, I don't feel like there's a lot of terrible teams in the league this year. Now there are some. Like the Athletics, they're going to be the worst team in baseball. Pirates are going to be terrible. The Cubs, I don't think are going to be great, but I don't think I'd say terrible. And that's good. I think there's enough young guys around the league right now to where even if you're a team that's losing – you're still going to be playing a lot of your, your prospects, calling them up and letting them get some time up there. And that's enough good baseball to where I think that, that it can work and it can make people very happy this season. I think attendance numbers will generally be pretty good, especially because if you're a bad team, and the Braves fans know this, if you're a bad team, a lot of times the only thing you have to go on is your prospects. So if you're one of these teams that's not really going to compete and you want to make sure you keep people coming to the ballpark, it's a really good idea to play your prospects. Now, the Rockies, they're going to suck. I didn't even really talk about them because I don't really need to. Uh, the Giants, I think they're going to suck. I think their magic has kind of run its course. They're a terrible defensive ball club. I like the potential of Mitch Haniger and uh, and uh, Michael Conforto. I don't think either are going to stay healthy, but I, I like the potential. Outside of that, though, it's not a great roster. Their defense is terrible. Logan Webb is amazing. Alex Cobb pitched really well last year. Alex Wood is at least decent. Kyle Harrison might make his way up to the big league ball club for them. They've got some you know, some, some good pitching like they always do. But overall, it's just a disappointing team. And I think, I think there's a chance that they finish. I think they're going to finish fourth. They're going to finish only in front of the Rockies, and that because the Rockies, unless they decide to go all in. And by the way, we'll see what Chris Bryant does for them this year. I'm watching Ezekiel Tovar. He's one of my favorite prospects, especially one of my favorite shortstop prospects. Overall, though, it should be a fun year of baseball if, as you guys heard me talk about yesterday on the audio fun bag, if we can iron out the issues that we're seeing with this pitch clock. Don't. And and just make it to where you're not having a rush, where you're not having to stare at the pitcher the entire time in order to be considered alert, anything stupid like that. Figure out what you're gonna do. Maybe make it twenty seconds, twenty-five seconds, whatever. But don't let that drag down the regular season games. I'm, I'm begging you. Don't have that be a talking point. It's been a something that irritates me is when you can't admit that something that you think is a good idea has been implemented terribly. And even if you think the pitch clock is a great idea, you can't argue that it has not been a disaster so far. Oh, but look at the times on the games. I don't really, like, that should be the secondary thing. Like, I've said this before, I'll keep saying, it's not about the time, it's about the action. But it's also not about the umpire being an even larger force in the game. Like, that's, that's a terrible idea. You need to figure out ways around that to where you're not getting this where the umpire's deciding games. And again, you can say, well, the minor leaguers should know better. That would kind of be my point. If the minor leaguers, who played with it last year, are getting rung up on it, and can't quite adjust to it at the big league level right now, generally what that would lead you to believe is that it's not being operated the same way. So get that figured out. All in all, I think we're going to be in for a really, really good season this year. I mean, the the star power this year is just through the roof. Go up and down any team that's mid... I would say at least 90% of the teams in Major League Baseball this year, you can take out the A's because I don't think you're going to see really any fun prospects. And unfortunately for A's fans, I don't see a lot of top-notch prospects with them right now. But for the most part, everybody else has a really incredible or a really intriguing prospect that you're going to see at some point this year. And that makes for fun baseball because the game is better when the young players are stars, when the young players, the next generation of players, our top level quality. So, buckle up. I think we're going to see a great season. Uh, Braves will get after it at 107 today. They're going to have split squad action. Max Freed's going to be taking on the Puerto Rican squad. And I believe it's Strider who's going to be in the other action today. I could be wrong on that, so don't quote me there. But that's going to get underway here in a little bit. As uh, it's probably already under by the time you're hearing this. It's 12:35 right now as I'm recording. So. Uh, We'll see what the Braves can do. Again, don't really care so much about the record. Just want to see how everybody's performing, uh, get a better feel for left field. Vaughn made his first error at shortstop the other day. You know, fine, whatever. It was going to happen. Don't overreact to one error. Uh, But all in all, I've been pretty impressed with most of the Braves players this spring, especially the Braves lineup. They look ready and raring to go. And I'm ready and raring to go as well. All right, guys, I told you this was going to be a short episode, so that's going to do it for me. Uh, Make sure you're tuning in tonight at 6 o'clock on the Front Row's Audio Fun Bag. You'll hear me there. Uh, Same thing for tomorrow. And then, before you know it, we'll have 643 back up on Saturday mornings. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. We'll be back on Tuesday here for the 643 Podcast. (laughs)
0: Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives, head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia.